Jenny Macheri is presented by the writers and illustrators of the future. They've been providing a means for new and budding writers to have a chance for the creative efforts to be seen and acknowledged. Welcome to Chatting with Sherry. I'm really excited because today we have an old friend of the show, Mary D. Brooks, who is an author. She's a playwright. She's written some stuff for um, Sherry's Playhouse. She's a, uh, including the latest one about Mabel, which unfortunately has me as Mabel. Um, <laughs> anyway, Mary has created this magnum opus and it is amazing, called Xena, Their Courage Changed Our World. It's a huge, huge book. It has a lot of professional people that have donated chapters, including myself. There's also fans from all over the world, as well uh, as doing writing chapters and art and all kinds of stuff. We will be talking about this. It's a very long recorded chap. I hope you enjoyed it. Here's Mary. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the show. Good day. How are you? Oh, just taking it nice and easy. <laughs> On this lazy Saturday afternoon, it is afternoon. Yes. How is it there? Actually, quite nice. It's sunny. Just went outside. It's very nice. Um, late winter. Beautiful weather. Perfect day to laze about. Need to find how to do that, but you know. Yeah, what is you that know, for you? Yeah, lazing about. You're so busy what all the time. About <laughs> me? That is a good question. I haven't done that in such a long time. Um, lazing about for me is. Reading a book, mm -hmm. uh, watching TV, mm -hmm. um, coming up with uh, new ideas <laughs> for uh, my novels. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'm out of practice. Uh, just taking it easy, not doing anything strenuous. Yeah, um, that's a good thing. I've forgotten how to do all of that lately. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, just basically just staying quiet, which isn't hard, but um, for an introvert, um, actually coming up with a good book would be uh, what I would prefer. Yeah. And the weather to behave when it rains. Good books are always good. Doesn't matter. Yes. Yes. I've got a huge list on my Kindle waiting for me to uh, look at it. I've been uh, buying uh, uh, books and going, oh, that would be that would be great when I have the time to read it. Mm -hmm. um, and there's about 100 books in my Kindle at the moment uh, just waiting for me to get to them. So, yes. One of these days I'm going to try and, and do all of that. <laughs> I, think you need to, I think you need to rest a little. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I need to download uh, instructions for the, on how to do that. So, at some point. <laughs> download how to rest. <laughs> yes. 
reminds me of um, I went on holidays uh, on, my, on my vacation up to Seattle, and I think the uh, we went on this river that had um, uh, uh, what is it eagles nesting eagles on oh, either pretty. side, and the most restful I've ever been in my life. If I was any more rested, I would be in a coma. Um, <laughs> And we were, we were floating down this river uh, and letting the current take us down. And it was just the most relaxed I've ever been in my life. Um, yes, I need to do that again. You didn't hit the rapids, though, right? No, no. It was just um, we took a um, um, one of those uh, boats uh, they went up the river uh, using the motor, and then uh, we were, he turned off the motor and we drifted down. And it was just the most beautiful day, and um, and the water was just so crystal clear. It was, it was wonderful. So that's yeah. nice. It's a surprise. No, I said that's nice. Oh yes. Yeah, it was very nice. It was just the most relaxed I've ever been in my life. So uh, I want to revisit that with a good book. Down, slowly going down a river and reading. That would be awesome. Yeah, but then you miss all the nature. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> That's part of the point. <laughs> yes, yes. But... Yeah, having a uh, ha having a camera stuck in my eye, uh, looking up at the eagles. Uh, that was amazing, an amazing day. So um, yes, that that would be a perfect day. See, what you do is you go down the river, enjoying all the beauty around you. Then when you get there to the end, you camp, and there you read a book under a tree on a beautiful day on the bank. See. Then you get both. Yes. That's correct. <laughs> then you don't miss anything. Yes. I just needed to uh, take the cat out. So. Hi, Tessa. <laughs> oh, she's gone. She's gone outside. Yeah, so that, that would be a perfect day. Uh, Mary and I are very, very devoted to each other's cats, even though we haven't met each other's cats. <laughs> no, they need play dates. Yes. Other side of the world, but they'll figure it out. They can Skype each other. That's true. <laughs> I'm sure there's a cat way of doing it. They're very yeah. smart. Yeah, the, the zooming of uh, cats' uh, dates, you know. Oh, that should be interesting. My cat who is antisocial, like Mama. Yeah, um, I could just see uh, uh, a pie asking Tess, so how did you drive your mommy to crazy today? Let me tell you how I drove my mommy crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> I think you should write a, you should do a, uh, you should do a book on that. And, well, I did one for uh, my cat, Zena, but I haven't done one for Pi yet. Well, you should. And include Tessa. 
Tessa and Pi and their long distance friendship. Yes, their great adventure. Yes. Through the internet. There you go. <laughs> you can have that idea. <laughs> <laughs> you got enough going down, Mary. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> Writing a cat story is just not on the schedule right now. Well, uh, I have one, two, three books. Fourth one I have to finish. And, uh, yeah, I have three books. Okay. And one's done, should be out, probably, since I got sick, it kind of delayed everything. So, probably October, November. And the other two probably won't be until December, January. Hmm. Stuff to look forward to. To add to my Kindle pile <laughs> to read. <laughs> you may get previews. Uh, if I know me and, and you and you, and your helpfulness, I'll probably say, help! <laughs> yes. I am just a Skype call away. Um, yes. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. But, um, yeah, the next one is a, um, well, it's basically a YA book, but science fiction, and it's based on something that happened to me when I was a kid, but a little expanded and kind of crazier and freakier. <laughs> freakier. Uh-huh. That should be interesting. Yeah, it is. It's quite interesting. I, I promise oh. you. Um... And I I finished no I, I I I think I've caught up on all the books of yours that you sent me. Yes. So cause, all of them. Yeah, read all of them. I'm a good That's girl. When I I like you sent me actual book books, so I read those first. <laughs> Yes, real books as opposed to Kindle books. Yeah, they, they, sorry, uh, unless I'm doing an interview or something, Kindle books are secondary to my real books. Real books are first. Right. <laughs> there's something about a real book in your hands that just, there's something, it's just unreal. Magical. Yeah. It's, it's... And, uh... No matter how many Kindle books there is on my Kindle, it's the actual, actually holding a physical book that just makes a bookworm just absolutely be in delight. Bliss. It's, it's something bliss. else. It's bliss. It's pure bliss. It's bliss. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I've tried to explain somebody... Uh, that isn't a reader and is a friend very intelligent loves uh, movies and TV and stuff like that and I was like think of your favorite movie and how it takes you away somewhere and they go okay and I said now you get to find out what everybody's thinking and feeling that you don't see on the screen if you read the book and their eyes go, oh. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's what a book it's, is. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's sort of like 
especially in the time we're living in now uh, with COVID and everything. Uh, we need we need storytellers. Mm -hmm. We need uh, books to take us out of this world, right? Even mm -hmm. for a little while, mm -hmm. and just transport us into into another world where you zone out out of this world and you're so immersed in the story and you're so you care you're you're emotionally invested in the characters and I think that's so important these days that you can escape uh, for a little while into their world into what the author has created for you and then uh, and, and bring you along into their world and, and you get to know the characters and you get to know the, the location and the, you're so engrossed in the story that everything else around you ceases to exist. And you need it. That is perfection. We need it. We need it yep. desperately right now. Absolutely. And uh, that's why authors, uh, well, that's why writers and artists are so important these days because uh, they give respite to uh, to the, the horrible situation going on around the world. And uh, it's just phenomenal. It's just like uh, um, a friend of mine who's an actor uh, was uh, talking um, to me and we were discussing how some people think their great escape is movies, and yet they don't understand how it, that the actors are badly affected by what's going on right now. People are having to put in for bankruptcy, losing their homes, things like that. You're enjoying it. It's helping you have some compassion. That's all. Yeah. Um. Oh, with with the actors, I think it's just. It's the the stress of not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow exactly. or the next minute um, must be at, must be elevated to to extraordinary lengths. And and writers who are working in the industry and uh, everybody else connected into in, into producing shows and stuff like that. They don't know what's going to happen uh, with with COVID, and if they go to work, uh, will they get it? Um, they just don't know, and, and the stress level must be through the roof. And just think, this isn't just this isn't just these, well, these are all millionaires. But what about the secretaries and the people who are the drivers, and the people who are the grips? And the people who are the uh, stuck people, and the pe you know, there's a lot of people that are, don't make billions of dollars that are suffering as much. Some of them more, uh, people who bring food to catering people. Uh, there's so many people right now that it's not it 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 affects the entire community wherever that uh, film community is in the world. I mean, it's. It, it's really important people have compassion. Oh, true, true, because uh, everything, as you said, it's connected. So down from the sandwich shop uh, person who delivers the sandwiches or 
the cleaners or the anyone who coffee uh, shop. Works in, yeah, the coffee shop. Um, it's just they're all connected. So uh, it's uh, it's just a terrible, terrible time. It is. It is. And um, and just so while you're enjoying streaming, you know, feel for the people who you're enjoying. Yeah, true. Yeah, uh, because an author can write their uh, story, right? But an actor will needs to be physically, and, and everybody else associated with that show needs to physically go there and be present. And um, it must be shattering for, for everybody concerned. I'm just um, wondering how they're going to do it. Like, because I've been, ta I've been, I, I belong to a few theaters uh, uh, here in San Diego and in L.A. And uh, listening to the management talking, throwing different ideas, it's it's not going to be the same. It's it's going to be very difficult. You you've got to understand this thing isn't going to disappear. Yeah, um, you can't social distance in the scene to the to the extent where you can't touch each other. Uh, so like, you can't be two feet away from each other. Um, so I don't know how they're going to do it. Yeah, I don't know, but obviously they're going to get tested and uh, retested, um, and hopefully don't catch it. But uh, it's going to be—it's going to be—it's difficult, um, and I'm not sure how they're going to do it. I'm just hoping that they come up with a vaccine. I mean, I know that they're close, but one that yeah. works. Well, I'm hearing good things about it. Yeah, um, me too. I know the the one at Oxford. Uh, they were saying that uh, they're going to have uh, preliminary uh, results by September and hopefully we'll have, if everything goes according to what they think they, it will, we may have a vaccine by the end of uh, the year. So um, I'm hearing a lot of good things. So, I know, and there's some really I, amazing people out there. Like, there's this one man who worked with, um, I forgot his name, the man who found the vaccine for polio. Yes. Uh, he, this man worked with him. He was one of his assistants when he was doing that, and he was retired. He's re he's in his 80s or something, and he's he's come out of retirement to locally help with trying to find a vaccine. Oh yeah, like uh, the scientists—they're our superheroes right now, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So our superheroes right now are scientists, nurses, doctors, all trying to um, a keep us safe and a find a solution and b find a solution to uh, to this to this disease. Yes, yeah. and uh, they're our superheroes. They really are. It's, it's they they are doing a phenomenal job. They're putting their lives on the line, day in day out, 
and um, they're they're incredible people. Um, how I I know that uh, Sydney is not under lockdown. So is everything oh. going okay over there? Because I know Melbourne is. Well, Melbourne's um, um, had had a rise, had a, like a second wave go through it, uh, where they have, were having 400 uh, and sometimes up to 600 uh, cases a, a day. Um, relative to every to every other country, um, Australia is um, is doing okay. We've had about I think 400. And, 450 um, I'm not sure um, deaths I have to look that up um, relatively say to the United States it's it's under control but we've got uh, clusters here and there that uh, uh, are appearing and um, contact tracing and and detective work has to find out who spoke to whom and where did they go and um, that sort of thing. Um, like New, I know New South Wales Health, um, uh, the state I'm in, um, is doing a phenomenal job in tracing people uh, and where they went and um, what hotel they went to, what, where, what supermarket they went to, how many people they saw. Um, it, it's under somewhat control. But um, you you don't know with this virus. It will just it will do its own thing. And um, I was reading an article that said that uh, the virus that is located in Australia, although it's not a, um, more virulent as uh, as the one in the U.S., it is more contagious. I don't know how that works. Neither do I. Um, it's more contagious and more spreading uh, it more easily. So I have no idea what that means. All I know is I don't want to catch it. No. And um, so there's that. And uh, people are working from home. Um, and um, the oldies... Um, like over 60s and over 70s and so on uh, are being protected and obviously uh, the nursing homes are getting um, a real battle zones at the moment. So compared to the rest of the world, uh, we're doing okay. Okay. I just wish that there was a cure already. I, you know, I'm, yes. I, 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 this is, it's too scary. It just, it really is. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is scary. It is, it has changed people's lives. Like 9-11, uh, I think the world will be changed forever. Um, traveling would, I think, uh, people will think twice. Um, I, I was supposed to be, we were supposed to be, yeah. uh, at, at, uh, at a Xena convention this weekend. That's right. Um, and we're not. And we're in, across the country, across the country, across the world. <laughs> and, um, like, 
we uh, Australians can't go overseas unless they've got a very good reason. And being going to a Zena convention is not a very good reason. Um, <laughs> where our planes are grounded, uh, like going overseas, and um, yes, I, I should have been in the US at the moment. Yeah, I, um, I was I actually looking forward to seeing you. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was looking forward to seeing you too, and uh, and it and COVID put a stop to that. Um, next year, yeah. God willing, we're still alive yeah. and kicking. Um, <laughs> uh, next April. Um, speaking of Zena. Oh yeah, what about that, Chuck? You know, there's this, there's this rumor that there's this little book. Yes, very little. <laughs> little, tiny, little yes. baby book that you're yeah, working you need on. A, you need a microscope to look at it, yes. <laughs> We're joking, yeah. folks. It's huge! Um, <laughs> it's massive. <laughs> Put away your resistance uh, uh, weights and use this book. It works wonders. It's, it'll be like a replacement for the old uh, telephone book. Cause it's yeah, you remember the old um, uh, Encyclopedia Britannica? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's about the size of one. I actually remember my dad and mom because uh, they you, they had one that was really old and falling apart, and they used to have uh, them at the grocery store, and then you could get like A through like two books A through D, and you get those books, and the next one came to the grocery store like the next month, and then you get the next one. My dad and mom built the entire encyclopedia that way. And given, uh, if I was given more time, I think I would have had a 12-piece set. Oh, God, Mary. <laughs> stop me, stop me. Stop. Oh, my God, yeah, this woman. Been, yeah. <laughs> I was on the road um, to getting there, so, uh, yeah. She uh, is a determined young woman here, you know. Um <laughs> good for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Um <laughs> Crazy. Yes. But I am but I, I'm incredibly proud of you and, and what you were Thanks. able to do from a germ of an idea. Do you wanna explain how the idea came about? Yeah, um, in 2015, late 2015, um, I got this idea because um, I was at my, my website, uh, the Australian Xena information page, um, was celebrating 19 years online, and that's as old as Methuselah um, <laughs> in, uh, in internet years. Um, and I thought, what's a good way to celebrate 20 years online? And I thought, you know, I'll do a book. I'll write a book. Um, I can look into the archives, Aussie archives, and um, like it's a time capsule of everything that's gone on in the uh, in the Xenoverse. And uh, I thought, oh, I'll do that. And then uh, that lasted for about mm, about a month and a bit. And um, 
I was at uh, the Zenite retreat in Lake Hughes and I was standing next to Kim Tobin from Whoosh and um, I said to Kim, I have an idea. Uh, what do you think of this? Uh, I'm, I want to write a book about the Xenoverse and the history and, and so forth. Uh, would you write a book about Whoosh? Or would you write a uh, chapter about Whoosh? And uh, how it impacted her website impacted uh, the Xenoverse. And she said, yep. And that was the start of the four and a half year journey into producing uh, Xena, their courage to change their world. Okay, I have to explain something because people who don't follow Xena don't know. Whoosh yes. is the sound that Xena's chakra makes as it goes whizzing yes. by. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And that's why, where she got it. And also, her yes. website was and is one of the most important go-to websites for a Xena fan from the beginning of the internet following. It was my first. Um, I, I, I don't know, was it your, Mary? Was it your first whoosh. place to go whoosh? Uh, yeah, because I found that I got into the Xenoverse uh, December 15, no, December 14, uh, 1996. And there was Tom's Xena page, there was Whoosh, and there, when I went online, um, and uh, Logomancy. And um, I think I'm mispronouncing that word, but anyway. Um, and Whoosh and Tom's became such they, they were huge they were they had everything on it mm -hmm. and uh, whoosh in particular goes into uh into the articles are so in-depth and so um so interesting and i forgot about tom's uh, site i went into tom's site tom, yeah. tom's is it was it tom's lunacy tom's lunacy or uh, Tom Zena page. Is it just Tom Zena page? Yeah, I used to go there yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was, if we, if I put it in the context of today, it, it was the Aussie of the day. Oh, yeah. And uh, Tom had everything. And I looked at Tom's page and I thought, hmm, I don't want to recreate the wheel. Uh, Tommy's doing a great job. I don't want to do that. I want to do for my art and just a bit of Aussie uh, news about the show and that's about it. One page, it, was going to, it is going to be one page, one single page. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> that lasted less than a month. Um, and uh, yeah. I thought uh, you were going to yours for the fan fiction. Yes, The Barge Corner. Because mm -hmm. um, I was editor of uh, Tom's... Um, I got myself involved uh, with Tom's site when I was editor for uh, the fanfic uh, section. And uh, I started the Eddies, which was the, um, uh, the fanfic awards. And um, I started the Eddies and then Ozzy was getting uh, quite busy and I couldn't do both Tom's uh, fanfic site and my site so I had to give one up and um, 
that was before I discovered multitasking. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, I concentrated on uh, on Aussie. And the fanfic uh, with the Bard's Corner, uh, I created the uh, the zippies. Which I won um, one! Yay, me! Yes. Um, <laughs> and I thought, you know, uh, it was by invite only and uh, mainly because uh, I didn't have a lot of time to uh, accept everything. Um, and yeah, it, it kind of progressed from there and took off in a life of its own. And uh, I had no control over it. Much it's like everything else I do. But, um, it's funny because yeah. um, I started really slow doing fan fiction because I was really. I had done it for uh, when they did zines, which are like paper magazines yeah. writ made for fans. Yeah. I know you know. Uh, <laughs> I know that. <laughs> but that, know. that other people may not know. Um, no. I know this. <laughs> anyway, so it was for Star Trek. That's what I used to, that was what my first um, my first uh, uh, fan fiction stories were. And did, that was in college. Which? Yeah. Which ones? Uh, which one? Uh, which fanzine did you have uh, it published in? I'm trying to remember. The, I knew you were going to throw that at me. Oh, my God. Yes. There were about two or three. Uh, it's once was an M. M? M. M. As in Mary. Yeah, as in your name, Mary. But it's not yes. a Mary name. Huh? <laughs> What's the second letter? It's. I think it's an E. I'm trying to picture it in my head, and I, it's been a long time since I thought about it. For Classic Trek or TNG? Uh, I, I did both, but I, uh, my first ones were classic. Yeah. I loved Kirk. Um, <laughs> Metal yeah. It was a meth? Meth, 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 metallurgy, metallurgy. Anyway, it, it's... I can't remember. Age. Um, <laughs> if I knew you were going to ask me that, I would have dug them out, but I didn't think you'd ask me. Um, but no, I yeah, I was published in two or three of them. Um, in fact, one of my best friends also, she's an illustrator. She illustrated Different is Beautiful. She was she also was illustrating, in, and that's how we met, was through uh, Star Trek fan fiction and Star Trek fandom. Uh, All right. But um, late, uh, after a while, you when you get into the working world and you're, like, busy trying to make a career and pay rent and stuff like that, I kind of lost it. And then I had some, I was working as a travel agent. You lost it? No, I didn't lose the ability to do it. I just, you just kind of. You totally lost it. Yeah, I lost my mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, um, so I was working as a travel agent, and uh, I was working corporate, and there were times when I was down, because I was, I was working for one company, and all of the people I worked for salesmen and executives and they sometimes they were all gone and unless there was an emergency I didn't have anything to do so I was playing on the internet with their permission and I found 
Xena uh, fanfiction. And that's how I started getting into Xena fanfiction. But I didn't start writing it right away. I just was reading it. <laughs> what year was that? 97? Mm. 97? Yeah. And I think I wrote my first one like 98. Something like that. Yeah. There um some amazing uh, stories uh, that were written. Some incredible stories. But, uh, yeah, I was like, uh, I followed a lot of really good, um, uh, uh, Missy Good's um, Dar and Carrie stories was, I think, the first one I ever read. It was a Christmas story. I remember yeah. that. I don't remember the name of it. But uh, it was like a, it was a real short story. It was like an in-between her longer ones. And it was like the yeah, first... Yeah, Darren Carey series. Huh? The Darren Carey series. Yeah. And you know how she wrote like little short stories between the longer ones that she wrote before they yes. became novels? Yep. Yep. Um, so that's the first one. I, I'm one of the first stories I read was one of her, the short one on Christmas. <laughs> Oh, I love Missy's stories. I do too. Um, her uh, her Zena fanfic is just oh, just brilliant. I love it. Absolutely oh. brilliant. Um, Dark comes the morning is one of my favourites. It was about the rift uh, that happened in season three, and oh, it's just perfection. Isn't anyway. it interesting that that is oh when there's a a rip. Uh, in, a, in a loving relationship that you know sooner or later is going to come back that's always like the focus of fan fiction writers yes. I've noticed that it, it happened in Star Trek it happened in Xena and now it's doing I write fan fiction for Miss Fisher and now I'm seeing it in a lot uh, that it was quiet for a long time because they were working on the movie that a lot of the stories was during a rift between Jack and Phryne uh, yes. It it's just this thing that fan fiction so they 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 kind of just like pounce on that you know let's let's let's, let's figure out the psychological reasons they're not speaking when they're meant for each other. <laughs> I think it's because it's so layered that you can take it any which way uh, um, you want to resolve that tension, and I think having that tension there and the layers of emotional baggage and emotional overload I think that's the meat of uh, of uh, of a story because okay you can have a plot what plot story uh, but yeah, it's alright but uh, if you want something frilly and uh, and uh, nonsensical for about five minutes but if you want a, a layered story and you want something that Makes you think and and rooting for the uh, for the characters to succeed. I think that's more uh, more interesting. It is interesting. It's and it's something that I find very interesting that it's it's like a line through all of fan fiction, which whatever fan yes. fiction I, I I don't write all the fan fiction I read. I read a lot of different fan fiction, not just the ones uh -huh. I write. And it's throughout it, wherever you are. If there is yes. some 
break between the characters, that is where the fanfiction writers will focus. Yep. And also, hurt comfort stories are huge. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how many times I've read the one or the other characters either are badly hurt or they have amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, um, the first uh, fanfic story I read regarding uh, in the Xenoverse was Rebecca's um, uh, All Through the Night, or uh, Nor the Battle to the Strong All Through the Night. It was the most amazing piece of uh, fanfic that I had read. Um, and I had come from uh, a history of um, Star Trek. Um, and like you, I, I wrote for um, uh, for fanzines and had them published in Outpost. Oh, um, Outpost was when I did. I got one yeah. of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, Outpost was, um, uh, I had published 11 um, stories of mine in various uh, issues of Outpost. So I was quite, I was quite familiar with the, the fanfic world. And um, and I came into, uh, in 96, the first one I read, which was on Tom's site, I believe, um, was Rebecca, Rebecca's uh, Nor the Battle to the Strong. Um, and that just blew me out of the water, and I thought, if that's the calibre of fanfic in this fandom, then, oh, I've got a lot of catching up to do. Uh, and then I, then I found... Um, Oh, so many, but oh, so many authors. Melissa Good, uh, Bat Mortar, uh, Ellen James. It's just, it's phenomenal. Ellen right? James, oh. yes. Oh my God. Yes. And uh, T. Noven. And, oh. Uh, and <laughs> I could go on and on and on and on. It was just, it was Nirvana, absolute Nirvana. It was. And then. I decided to write a uh, Xena fanfic, and it didn't quite work out well, because um, as, as we both know, you have to hear the characters in your head in order to write, right? Right. So I didn't hear Xena and Gap at all. I couldn't hear them. But I could hear Callista, which is really odd. And kind of scary, if you think about it. <laughs> it it's terrifying. As to how does my mind go if I can hear Callisto and I can't hear my, two of my favourite characters, you know? And I love uh, Callisto, but it was supposed to be a Xena-centric uh, uh, one. But no, no, I could hear the psycho really well. And all the one line, <laughs> yeah, I thought, I'm sorry. Mm, there's something wrong with you, Mary. Uh, but uh, all the... Uh, the incredible fan fiction and the incredible storytelling this this uh, uh, fandom has produced is just phenomenal. It is. it is truly the depth of creativity in this fandom is just astonishing. It is on a level I haven't seen in any other fandom. It is amazing. I think it's special. I think it's really special. Um, yeah. So, 
how much I I okay we're gonna get to the nitty gritty now. How many fan fiction or any authors did you get for the book? Tell us about the nits and grits of the book. The nits and grits. You like that? Well, yeah, <laughs> um, I just thought of it. <laughs> what did What did you get today? I got the nits and grits. Um, an attack of the nits and grits. Yeah, um, that's it. Uh, how many authors did I get? I got 58 authors. Wow, Mary. 58, with you included, um, 57 plus you. Um, wow. I got 58 authors. I went to them. I've known uh, these people. Oh, gosh, I've known these the majority I've known them for 20 plus years. And I wrote to them and I said, I have an idea. Oh, by the way, if you hear me saying I have an idea, run, <laughs> run away, run fast. <laughs> the opposite way, go. Uh, I have an idea. Would you be willing to write a chapter about a book that I uh, am putting together about um, various things? Um, some people I had them write about uh, going from fanfic writers to published authors. Some I had uh, writing about the greater good. Some about the impact of uh, fan fiction uh, in the Xenoverse and all various things, including one of our dearest friends, uh, Stephen Sears, yes. who, um, who has written a chapter called I Am Not a Xenofan. Uh, (laughs) and I approached uh, Stephen and I said uh, would you be willing to write a chapter and he said without saying what was involved and or uh, what was the topic other than being Xena he he said yes immediately I love him I do too Um, that was so sweet yeah (laughs) I simply adore the man and um and not because he said yes immediately. Uh, there are a, a bazillion reasons why I adore him. He's a very uh, supportive, kind person. Yes, he is. Yes, and he said yes. And then uh, every other author that I approached um, uh, said yes. And um, there are some people who who. A couple who uh, who obviously didn't have time, but they will wished me well, um, and I got their support, which was fantastic. Um, out of those 58 authors, every single one of them uh, met the deadline. Bless them. Um, of uh, the end of. Because I gave him about a, a year. A year? A year for a deadline is pretty damn good. <laughs> it is pretty damn good, yes. <laughs> and I thought, I better start early and uh, get uh, all my ducks in a row. So, uh, because the last thing people need is a deadline of, say, of a week, which is ridiculous. And uh, I thought I'd give people enough time to get all the ducks in a row to uh, 
be able to have time to do it. And I approached uh, everybody and I said, I have this idea, can you write this chapter and, or can you write that chapter? Some people wrote multiple chapters, um, like Linda Christ and uh, Denise Bird, uh, they, they wrote multiple chapters, you wrote multiple chapters, um, I wrote 30 of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's all like, uh, yeah, Mary, delegate, 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 yeah. No. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, everybody, like, every writer came in on time. And, uh, which made my job so much easier. And, uh, they produced incredible uh, chapters uh, for the various uh, sections they were doing and um, I'm really I'm really grateful for that I'm really grateful that they took the time out to write a, a 3,000 word uh, um, chapter on on various on various topics in the Xenoverse because it's not easy uh, and life the stresses of life the last thing you want to do is write a chapter, right? <laughs> uh, so, uh, especially, and this was pre-COVID, so I can't imagine doing uh, this book uh, post-COVID or in 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 the time uh, we we're living in. Um, so everybody uh, delivered. It was amazing. I think that's amazing. Really, really great. Yeah. Um, you also, uh, you have art, and you opened it up to the fans for stories. How did you figure out how to go by that? Because that's a lot. Um, with the art uh, and the video, um, I thought, what, a, what would be a good way to get um, uh, the artist because because all aspects of the Xenoverse is represented in the book. And uh, there's art, there's video, there's uh, fanfic, there's, there's everything, webmasters, up the wazoo kind of thing. Um, and I thought, what better way to get them involved in having a bit of an art competition there and uh, involving two, two genres of art, which is is that the right word for uh, artists? I don't know. Yeah, um, the right word. It's all like having illustrations and having, having uh, digital art in the like uh, uh, montages and stuff like that. And I thought, why not have an art comp where uh, people submit their work, and then I'll get uh, a couple of uh, ring it. I'll I'll, uh, I'll rope in a couple of my mates who are um, who are artists. And they can judge them, and I can have uh, if I'll be the tiebreaker if needed. And um, so I put that out in the Xenoverse, and I said, uh, "This is what I want to do. Um, the winning art will be featured in the book, um, and all all the art submitted will be on the website." And people responded to that, and um, we got some incredible art. And uh, the two guests were clip art and um, and 
top chakra and um, and we've got two pieces of art that I think are just amazing uh, works one was by uh, uh, Sonny who uh, produced this very different uh, piece of art of Zena and Gabrielle that I thought this is really cool it, it it's really cool and different. And um, the other one was uh, by um, whose name I can't remember now, and um, and um, this is very bad. Um, and she had a Xena uh, manipulation of uh, of a digital art, and um, and we and that both go in the book and. Um, and that's how the artists are represented. Then we have the videographers who uh, create these amazing uh, music videos um, to the Xena theme. And I said to them, I put it out in the Xenaverse and I said, uh, this is the idea I have. Send me uh, links to your, to your work and I'll post every video on, on the Xena 25 uh, years uh, site that I especially created for the book and I brought everybody in and um, the, the name of the uh, of the videos and the links are included in the in the book cool. so if you have a digital version of the, the book you can just click onto it or and if you have the print version you can uh, uh, just copy and paste or uh, copy it from uh, the print page and go to the uh, to the video site to have a look. Um, so I've got I've got the artists and and videographers and and uh, involved. I've got the bards involved and I've got the webmasters involved and it's sort of like every create creative person in the Xenoverse got involved. So, like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to bring the whole Amazon village with me, type thing. <laughs> and that's what happened. You did. You brought the entire Amazon village. Every single one of them. And and I, I was thinking, I, this needs to be a collaborative effort. It would be impossible to do a true representation of what the Xenoverse is about without that collaboration, without all the authors, without uh, the stories, uh, the, Zen, the Zenite stories, without the artists, without the videographers, without the webmasters, without um, the charity, without everything. You can't leave anything out. You can't leave a portion of the Xenoverse out of this story. It's not just one part. It's like a jigsaw where everything fits together. When it's taken apart, it's just fragmented and it's meh, it's meh. But if, when you bring all the puzzle pieces together, you create something extraordinary. You see how creative you are? You made your own word up, meh. Meh. 
No, I stole that from Missy Good. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, like, it's my, so, um, yeah, it needs every single piece to, to, to make one giant, uh, one giant picture. So, um, the Xenoverse can't exist without everybody being involved. It wouldn't be the fandom it is if there were no uh, bards, if there were no artists, if there were no webmasters, if there were no videographers, if there weren't any people um, doing something that was creative or um, challenging or something for the greater good. It, it's all encompassing. What's the, um, I'm thinking of the quote that's saying the sums of its parts or something. And it, it, it requires everybody to be involved. And that's what I wanted this book to be. Everybody to be involved. Every man and his dog and cat. You did. Have that is, but uh, um, I wanted everybody involved. It's it's not my book. It's everybody's book, including Tessa. Everybody, hmm? including Tessa, including my crazy cat. Yes. <laughs> um. Okay. So we're coming to the end of the show. So when is it available? How do they get it? All the good stuff. Next week. Next week is the 25th anniversary of Xena uh, Warrior Princess. The September 4, uh, 2020 is when uh, the e-book, the paperback, and the deluxe version of um, with a wraparound jacket, it's very fancy, um, will be released. And you can get it at uh, any e-book store. Um, Amazon, Nook, iBook, um, and all the others. You can get the print edition uh, on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, and everywhere else uh, books are sold. Um, the ebook uh, costs nine dollars ninety nine. The paperback is thirty eight dollars full color. Uh, the deluxe version is 50 and the money, uh, all royalties for this, all three versions will be donated uh, to uh, the Starship Foundation to, who take care of uh, children in New Zealand, uh, the Starship Hospital, and also uh, the House of Bards run by Renee O'Connor who played Gabrielle. Uh, who played Gabrielle. Um, because, as we said earlier, storytellers uh, are so important in our lives, and um, Renee is taking uh, young actors and nurturing them uh, to become incredible storytellers. So uh, they're the Isaac's official two uh, charities. So we're dividing the royalties between the two. So all money raised will go to them. Excellent, excellent. Very, very yeah. both very good charities. Very important. Yeah, they are. They are, and uh, 
and it goes to uh, what the Xenoverse is about and what Xena was about, which is what's the greater good, and giving back to your community and helping others, because when you help others, you help yourself. Exactly. And um, when you help others, I think it it gives you joy. And uh, one of the things that, uh, that I love doing and saying is that if it gives you joy and if it's lawful, um, <laughs> it has to be lawful, yes. Um, if it gives you joy and it's lawful, um, go for it. Yeah. Because in this world that we're living in, we need joy in our lives. And if uh, reading gives you joy, if writing gives you joy, if creating art gives you joy, find something that gives you joy, then it's all worth it. And that's absolutely true. I agree. Yeah. That's what it's, yeah. it keeps me going is that. That's exactly it. Yes, exactly it. <laughs> because you can immerse yourself in whatever you, you're doing and you can forget the outside world for uh, for however long you're doing it. Yeah. And in this in this terrible time that we're living in, I think taking us out of uh, out of our world for a little bit is uh, yeah. I think it's a great it's great for your mind and it's great for your heart. And I think uh, uh, giving yourself well, giving yourself the opportunity to to do something that gives you joy also benefits your health. I agree. Yeah. So um, if reading books is your thing or writing books is your thing or creating art or creating videos or whatever it is, if it gives you joy, just keep on doing it. It's whatever's creative. Whatever it is. Yeah. Singing. Whatever it Dancing, is. Dancing. Whatever. Just keep on doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's it's the heart, it's the mind, it's the soul. Uh, I don't want to get too new agey, but you know, uh, find whatever gives you joy and just do it. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Um, in very short time we have, could you give your social media, the website, and any kind of social media you're on? Okay, my website is, um, well, Xena Info uh, the Australian Xena Information page is AUSXIP.com. I'm spelling it because people get it wrong. <laughs> it's usually, they, they say it is Ozpix, and I'm sure the Ozpix.com guy is very confused. And probably sick of it. My author site is a next chapter.net um, my Twitter is at Ozip um, or at Mary Ozip Mary D is my personal one and um, In oh yes Instagram and, uh, my publishing company um, is OzipPublishing.com In and um, Instagram and mm -hmm. Instagram and Facebook Instagram is Ozip Mary D um, um, Facebook is also Ozip Mary D. Okay. Um, so, easy. Easy peasy. <laughs> easy. 
Thank you, Mary. I really appreciate you taking the time coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Always. Thank uh, you. You know I appreciate you. <laughs> yep. It's a love fest. True. Um, uh, and thank you for chatting with Sherry. Thank you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.